let me tell you why you struggle to heal your trauma. You are trying to heal your trauma in your conceptual mind. You are thinking you are healing your trauma, but you see, trauma hasn't happened in your mind. Yes, it is true that your mind stored these experiences into your memory, into your database. And it is true that your body also stored these experiences into the memory of your 50 trillion cells. The body keeps the score, right? However, trauma happened in your soul. Trauma fragmented your soul. Trauma happened in your heart, in your feelings, in your emotions. And this is where healing needs to happen. It might sound strange to hear me talking about this because I spent 15 years studying psychology, psychotherapy, and counseling. And I should follow the medical model precisely. I should follow the science that says, yes, it is all in the mind. But we've got it wrong and we are too proud to acknowledge it. The word psychotherapy from the old Latin and Greek word psychotherapia means healing of the soul, not healing of the mind. Yet we say post-traumatic stress is a disorder of the mind. And we often miss to see that depression and anxiety are a consequence of trauma and that your addiction, maybe your obsessions, your compulsions are your way of coping with the pain of that trauma. Our medical model based on evaluations and diagnosing people is categorizing people, is devaluing people, is putting labels on people. The medical model says you are an addict, you are a depressed person, you are an anxious person. And this is very limiting. And then the treatment plan that comes with this doesn't really work. Maybe it looks like it's working for a while because it alleviates its symptoms, but it doesn't resolve the cause of the problem. The medical model alone did not work for me. I could not heal my own trauma with these conventional therapies. And I got so frustrated that I couldn't heal my traumatic childhood. And I got so stuck into that cycle, trying and failing. And I tried every single tool available, every single intervention, every single therapy. I even trained in many of these therapies, trying to understand them, hoping to learn to implement them in my life. And I had personal therapy and I had supervision in my work to learn new ways of dealing with trauma. And yet I remained stuck until one day when from the bed of an A&E department in a London's hospital, almost dying, fighting an unknown chest infection, two months into my chemotherapy treatment for a very rare and aggressive form of breast cancer combined with a genetic mutation, I finally gave up. I mean, hold on, don't rush to make assumptions. I did not give up on life. I did not give up on hope. I understood the futility of fighting with what was, and I accepted what happened. I gave up on rejecting the illness. I gave up on this illusion that 
I know what is about to happen. I gave up trusting that this medical model is all that there is. I surrendered. I simply let go of all the pain, all the suffering I had felt for months, living with that scary thought, I have cancer. And I gave up the desire to be healthy. I gave up this obsession of not accepting this illness. And here I was, after months of suffering, feeling so ill, contemplating my imminent death, and giving up the attachment to this wish that I was not ill, that I was not in that situation, that this, the C word, was not happening to me. I accepted that that was my reality, and I surrendered to that reality. I stripped myself from it. I liberated myself from all of this poison that I, I kept in my mind and from all of this toxicity that I trapped into my body. So much cortisol, so much adrenaline. And I cleansed myself from pain. I finally understood and accepted that if the medical model would be comprehensive, if the medical model would be all there is, if the medical model would be the only path to healing my physical and mental pain, I would have been well by now, but I wasn't. And I suddenly connected with that knowing that in a way I had inside of me for decades whilst naturally studying and working in the mental health field that there was this knowing that I had that there must be more than this, that I don't actually know. And I accepted that I did not really know what was going on with me. Psychology wasn't able to explain to me why I had this attachment to life, why I had all of these dreams and all of these wishes that I was not ill, why I was fighting the reality, why I was fighting the life that, that was unfolding in front of me, through me. Where did all of this come from? And I could not stop. Why, why couldn't I just stop? Despite the fact that this was highly detrimental to me. So with, with this sense of knowing, I started to understand and accept that I was part of the problem. I was contributing to my suffering. My suffering was self-inflicted. And that level of understanding and acceptance of what's been causing my pain helped me extract meaning from my pain. It helped me learn the lessons that have come onto my path. It helped me open my eyes to a deeper understanding of the true nature of reality. It helped me learn that everything I thought I knew was coming from this program mind, from everything that was in there, in my memory, in my database, everything that the family, the school, the culture have placed in me, have downloaded into my brain. But it wasn't mine. It didn't belong to me. And through this learning, I've started to forgive myself for being so naive, for, for living trapped in my conditioned mind. And I started to forgive the others, my parents, the school, the culture, 
you know, everything that conditioned me, the entire humanity, because I understood and I accepted and I surrendered to the fact that this is all that they knew. They couldn't do better. They couldn't teach me what they didn't know themselves. And with this feeling of forgiveness, as I was laying there on that any bed in a London's hospital, my heart was suddenly flooded with a serene emotion of healing. It was not that I was, I was thinking I was healing. I was actually feeling the healing in every cell of my body. I was feeling the healing deep inside my soul. And then I realized that this was actually related to my entire life. This was connected to everything that I experienced in life, to all the trauma, all the pain, all the abuse I was exposed to when I was a little girl, a little innocent girl, not knowing the world, a little helpless girl, trusting the others to protect her, to keep her safe. And this feeling of forgiveness was starting to to heal all the abuse and the neglect that I experienced in childhood. And I, I could feel forgiveness for my abuser. I could feel forgiveness for my mother for not being there for me. I could feel forgiveness for all of the others around me that maybe knew or didn't know what was going on and still did nothing about it. Because I suddenly realized that I was now an extraordinary adult, an extraordinary woman, more mature, adjusted, capable, kind and caring. And I was able to help the little girl inside of me. And that remained an infinite source of healing to this day. Because you see, this understanding, this acceptance, this surrender to what was and is, and this lesson that I was learning that we are all trapped in this fantasy world that we create in our minds, based on the information others download in us. That was the source of healing. That was freedom. That was liberation. And I felt it in my mind. I, I felt it in every cell of my body. I felt it deeply within my soul. And then there was this beautiful feeling of peacefulness that came with that healing that helped me see my life from a new perspective. I was feeling life. I was connected with my body, connected with my mind, with my soul. I was connected with life like never before. Yes, I was having an aggressive form of breast cancer combined with a genetic mutation. Yes, I had the lowest five-year survival rate of all breast cancers. But whatever I had left to live, I could choose to live, to live it fully, not in fear and anger, but in a state of gratitude for everything I had good in life, including for this life experience, for all of these learnings. Whatever I had left, I could embrace it with, with a sense of appreciation for life itself. To open to joy and happiness despite the hardship that I was facing. Who says that the happiness needs to be music, dance, food, drinks, sex, parties and, and holidays? Happiness is not out there in, in the outside world. Joy is right here within, within my heart, within my soul. 
and no one can take this away from me. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what is happening to me. I connect with life because now I am open. I am open to join. I am open to life. I am open to experience and I am open to happiness. And I want to bring this to you now to help you heal your trauma too. I want to share this with you. This is not for me to keep. This is for me to share with the entire world. And I want to share this with you. You can go through this journey too. You can transform. You deserve to heal and you deserve to be happy. So I will give you these seven steps of real transformation framework that I've been working on for my entire life now, that I follow myself and that finally brought me where I am today. I cure my breast cancer completely. I'm six year on, I'm going stronger, healthier and happier. I repair my relationships with everyone, including my abuser. And I now tap into joy and happiness every day. I do the work that I love. I take all that is good in the medical model, but I see beyond it into transpersonal psychology, beyond this physical world, beyond this physical body and beyond this program mind. And I use, of course, logotherapy in my work to help you extract meaning from your pain, to help you find your purpose in life, to do what you are meant to be doing. And I use anthropology to help you understand how the history of humanity shaped you, to understand what shaped your parents and your grandparents, what shaped your ancestry and how trauma traveled through generations into you. Because you see, you are not healing just your trauma. Your trauma is not your trauma. Your trauma hasn't started with you. Your trauma traveled through generations. Who hurt you have been hurt themselves. So you are now healing the transgenerational trauma, the trauma of your ancestry. You heal it all, 11 generations back. Epigenetics tell us our cells remember our ancestors' pain. We learn from epigenetics that our genes influence the outer environment and then the outer environment influences our genes. And of course, these days, I am tapping into the, the wisdom of, of the Eastern spirituality traditions that have been teaching us for thousands of years that the source of our suffering and the source of our healing is right inside of us. The question is, are you ready to heal? Are you ready to heal your trauma? If you are, start reading the seven steps of real transformation guide that I leave for you in the notes below so you can learn how to unpack your past, how to heal your trauma, and then to release all of this pain that you carry with you through life to finally open to joy and happiness. Stay present and give and receive love.